Welcome to the Ed Newsstand Podcast. I'm your host, Troy Reynolds. The topic of this week's newsletter is Flipgrid. Flipgrid is more than just a discussion platform that uses videos. Flipgrid considers itself a social learning platform. This week, however, we are only going to cover the basics of creating groups, topics, and using the camera features. In TikTok Tech, Derek Anderson from At Weapons of Math Destruction shows you how to turn a simple word problem into a fun Mad Lib. In Tech Refresh, Austin Anderson from At Socialty Pro will show you a website to compress your image and video files. We've got a lot to get to, so let's not waste any more time. Let's dive in. The newsletter is back to normal. We have brought back TikTok Tech now and Tech Refresh after we've given out our Valentines. The main idea we are talking about this week is Flipgrid um, and only specifically the introduction of Flipgrid and how the camera works. Next week, I will demonstrate ways to incorporate Flipgrid into your classroom lessons. I thought adding Flipgrid, uh, teaching about Flipgrid and then how to incorporate it into the lessons might make the podcast and the newsletter run a little bit long. So we're going to just do a basic, what is Flipgrid and how to use it. And then next week we will go more into how to incorporate it into your classroom. But first let's talk TikTok tech. So the math teacher at Weapons of Math Destruction on TikTok had a great idea about how to teach word problems to your students. If you're a fan of Abbott Elementary like I am, uh, recently they had a video where one of the teachers was trying to teach a word problem to students about turkeys. Similarly, if you try to teach something about somebody buying 77 watermelons in your class, it just it doesn't it's not relevant to the kids. It doesn't make sense. So the idea is even if the information that you are trying to give them in their word problem is irrelevant, if you create it like this uh, weapons of math destruction teacher says, if you allow the students to take ownership of it by creating Mad Libs for your word problems, it will actually make it more enjoyable for the students. So the way that he does it is he finds a math problem. He takes out all the nouns and adjectives keeps the numbers the same because that is the basis of the question. And then students can work either alone or you can put them in groups or pairs, whatever you want to do to solve the math problem and also fill out the Mad Lib. Then when they're all done, hopefully they will have the answer to the word problem and a fun Mad Lib to read out to the class. Just makes word problems a little less daunting for the students and makes it a little bit more relevant and fun for them to do. So if you want to watch his video, he'll show you a little demonstration of how he works the problem and creates the Mad Libs for his students. That's basically it. You have yourself a math problem, take out the nouns and adjectives, rewrite it for the students and let them fill it out and solve the math problem. In Tech Refresh, I have a video from at Social Tie Pro and he demonstrates a website called Squoosh. It allows you to take images and load them up and compress them to make them smaller for your websites or for your presentations so that all of the information will load a little bit faster. The website is squoosh.app. That is S-Q-U-O-O-S-H dot app. Here's how it works. Here's a GIF from Black Widow that is 4.2 meg large. So I want to compress it. I can change the quality. It'll show you the differences in the video here and you can use the slider back and forth to see how much of a difference it is making. And when you are done, you just click on the little download and it will um, convert and make your video or your image, it'll compress it and make it smaller. Very simple to do. I'll just click the download button and now it has downloaded and compressed my image. Squoosh.app, a simple way for you to compress videos, sound files or images to make them easier to load on your websites or your presentations. Now let's talk about Flipgrid. 
Flipgrid has really increased over the years um, as to what they really are. They're not just a learning platform anymore for you to have video discussions with your students. They now consider themselves to be social learning through video discussions. And the way you do that is you make learning fun and empowering. And a lot of that has to do with things that you can bring in and ways that you can use the camera and how you can share out your video and um, introduce and, and work with your students on the platform. This is the website flipgrid.com and free to sign up, free to use. There's a link at the top to get started. There's also some blog information for some more resources about Flipgrid. If you scroll down a little bit farther, this is where Flipgrid talks about itself being social learning, where every voice matters. They welcome the wacky. And again, sharing is safe and accessible because you invite the students or the parents or whoever you're inviting to the platform to share out this information. People who don't have your classroom or aren't invited to your classroom or your groups cannot view the information. If you scroll down a little bit farther, there is a short video on getting started. It will show you uh, what groups are. It will talk about what the topics are, but I'm going to do some of that right now. When you first log into Flipgrid, you are going to create a group. So groups are essentially classrooms that you're creating for your students. So if you teach multiple periods throughout the day, you can have different groups for your students. If you are have a self-contained elementary classroom, you could create different groups for different subjects that you have the students learning or just create one group for the whole day. Topics are then prompts that the students would respond to. So if you have a question or you have an assignment that you're pushing out to students, that's considered a topic. There are, is also a discovery library, which is a place where teachers can find and share topics that are created by Flipgrid partners and other users on the platform. You can also add topics that you discover to your own groups, share the topics out to social media, or submit topics that you have created yourself. Let's take a look at Flipgrid specifically now uh, about getting started. Down at the bottom of the newsletter, I have three links. You can see here there's a teacher guide, uh, kind of a resource for uh, you and a toolbox. If you click on the teacher resource, that's going to take you to the educator page and it is a two page PDF that you can print out or, or look at to help you get started using Flipgrid. What it is, is it's basically some of the things that I have already talked about. So step one, once you log in and create your account is to create a group. And what Flipgrid wants you to do is to think of this as a learning community. Don't think of it as a classroom, but it is a community in which you are learning together, students and teachers alike. Once you've created your group, the next thing to do is to add members to your group. So essentially you're going to be adding your students. And if you use Google Classroom, you can easily import those students from Google Classroom. After you've created your classroom, next is to create a topic. And again, these are prompts that you are creating to spark a discussion between all of the students in your class. Step number four, they say, is to share the content. However, if you set the topic up, students who are already in your group can also see responses. This is one of the settings within your group that you set up to decide how you want students to interact with the discussion. And finally, once you have all of your groups and topics set up and you have, and students have started to respond, Flipgrid just says, watch the magic. So you can watch your students' creativity and self-expression come to life. And again, a lot of that stems from the Flipgrid camera. The wrench that you see at the bottom of the newsletter is another resource that Flipgrid has. And if I were delivering a professional development session to my staff, I might use this Google slideshow to demonstrate and walk through some of the steps of Flipgrid. So again, let's click on the wrench and we'll go and check out that slideshow. This is the slideshow. It just helps you learn a little bit more about uh, Flipgrid. So again, we are learning together how to use this. So they talk about their mission and what it is behind Flipgrid and, and the reason that 
They have created it. It's to empower every learner on the planet to share their voice and respect the diverse voices of others. Talks about how it is social learning, tells you how to create a group and gives you screenshots exactly how to create your group and how to start your sparking discussions. It talks about watching the magic and then finally, how you use Flipgrid. So there are many ways that you can use Flipgrid. They have resources for using it in a pre-K through eighth grade classroom, how to use it in high school, at the university level, with families, staff, and PLCs, and within a larger organization. So again, they don't want this just specifically for classrooms. They really want this for everybody. So if you want to start using this with your family to spark discussions and those sorts of things, certainly sign up as an individual user, start to use it with your families. The last resource that I have is the toolbox. If you click on the toolbox, it will take you to a help article all about the camera. This is the article about the camera and you will see that it will show you how to get started, how to record and pause with the camera, some of the options in the drawer, and then ways to make your video stand out using the effects, using backdrops, sticky notes, and music within Flipgrid. Instead of going through this um, help article, I'm actually gonna demonstrate the Flipgrid camera. Once you start using the Flipgrid camera, you can record videos, capture your screen, which is something that I'm doing not using Flipgrid, but it's something you can do within Flipgrid, and you can easily share your ideas with anyone because you can download the videos and share them out to any other platform that you want. After you open the camera, you're able to record yourself or choose whether you want a video only with sound, only with images, just your device's screen, or you can upload a pre-recorded video that you have shot on some other device. You can record and pause your video, open the options drawer, uh, different ways to create the video and use the camera. The effects drawer makes your videos more informative and fun. Backdrops give you control over what you share and what you don't share. Take on-screen notes while you record or while you're watching a video back, and finally, add music before you submit to make it a little bit more dynamic, similar to the way that you would create a TikTok video. Let's jump into Flipgrid now and kind of look at the process of using the platform. So right now I'm in Flipgrid. If I wanna create a group, I just click on the big blue button in the top right corner, click group, create a group. I can name my group. I'm going to create my group. And from there, it will ask me how I want to invite people to my group. I can copy the link and share out the link. Again, I have Google Classroom. I can choose an embed code, Microsoft Teams. I can share on Remind or I can share on Twitter. I can also set up a QR code that students could scan in my classroom or you could share out the QR code for people to scan somewhere else. So a very easy way for you to create a group in Flipgrid. You can also in the group, you can add a co-lead. So if you have multiple teachers that are teaching uh, the same group of students, you can add a co-lead and then have multiple teachers as part of your group. Next, if I wanna create a topic, I can click on the blue topic button. I give it a title, give it a description, and I can add some media if I want to, to push out this topics to students. So I've created a topic called podcast feedback. My description is please give me your feedback on the podcast. Again, I can do a little bit of dynamic text up here, bold, italicize, underline, add a link, um, or I can clear the formatting. Then down at the bottom, I can import an image, I can record a video myself. I can add a Bitmoji, a GIF, or some stickers. I can upload a video that I have previously created. I can add YouTube or a Vimeo. And finally, I can add some integration. So the integration is I can either embed a Buncee or I can add a Adobe Creative Cloud Express piece of media. And all I have to do is enter the link. Underneath that, I can add any attachments that I want to. So if I have a PDF that I've already created, I can click add attachments. And then again, just add the link and put a title on whatever the attachment is. So if you are adding links to your topic, 
you probably want those links to be in your Google Drive um, or a Dropbox file so you would have a link to share out with students. The recording time is set at a default of a minute 30 seconds, but I can go anywhere from 15 seconds all the way up to 10 minutes. So depending on what you are having the students provide feedback on, you might want to provide them with a little bit more time. I'm going to leave it at a minute and 30 seconds. Next to detail in the top right corner, you have your settings. So if I click on settings, the topic, I can choose whether I want it to be active, view only, or hidden. I can schedule the status, so it's available now till when. I can change how long I want that to be. Moderation is off, so the moderation to approve each response and comment for the topic. You can decide how that works for your classroom and whether or not you want to. The comments, there is video and text comments, video comments only, text comments only, or no comments. You can again change your recording time, turn on closed captioning if you'd like, and then responses, you have a bunch of settings in there as well. Allow attachment links, allow download and share, allow likes on videos, I'm gonna turn that on, display the view count, which I'm sure a lot of students would like to see, and then in your camera, you can decide to turn on specific features or turn those features off as well. So you can, with the essentials, those are text, drawing, photos, stickers, frames, and boards. You can choose to turn that off, that is under essentials. Sticky notes, you can allow sticky notes while recording. Um, and then finally, expressions, and those are lenses, filters, GIFs, and backdrops. So again, the, the three different topics under your camera, you can choose to turn on or off for students if you think it might be a little bit too much. And then finally, there's a guest password, so you can add a password for families and guests to join this specific topic. Not your classroom as a whole, just this specific topic. And then at the very bottom, you can save changes to my default settings. So anytime you create a new topic, these will be the default settings that are set for every topic moving forward. I'll check the box and I'll click post topic. Now, the topic has been shared. You can see here, there is a link. I can share out this link either as a QR code to Google Classroom, as an embed code in my website, through Microsoft Teams, Remind, or Twitter. I'm gonna click all set. If I don't like this, I can certainly go back and I can edit this topic. In the top right corner, I click on the sleeping snowman and I click edit topic. And what I really want to do is I want to add a video for this topic. And this will show you the camera. So this is what the camera looks like. Might be a little bit too much. Maybe I'll uh, hide my face in the bottom corner here. Okay, so it's probably too much to have a circle and then my face. But here is the camera. So you can see there's 10 minutes of recording time that I have available for myself. The responses will be a minute and a half. First thing that I want to talk about um, are the options. So if I click on options, in the options, I can upload a clip if I have something already on my computer that I want to upload. I can do just a mic only. So if I click on the mic only, you'll see that there is no video of myself. If I choose to mirror my video, I'm going to go back to my video. So I'm back on my video. I want to mirror my video. So now it will flip. So if I'm holding up a book now, right, and I mirror my video, now the video is backwards. But if I mirror my video, now you can actually read the text on my book or on my piece of paper. I can mute everything. Now you can't hear anything that I might be saying in my video. I can record just my screen, so I can choose what I'm going to record, pick my camera, start the screen recording, and finally I can go back to my default settings. So what am I using? I can pick the camera that I wanna use and I can pick the microphone that I might be using as well. Those are just some of the options that I can pick from um, when I'm starting to record my video. Let's look at the backdrops. If I click on backdrops, I have a lot of choices. Uh, one of the easiest and best ones that I like is just a simple blur. This is simple. When I have the blur on, it just blurs my background, but it does cause my computer to slow down. So I'm going to take off the blur and bring back the sound. Now it should be back to normal where you can see the sound syncing up. 
You have all kinds of other backdrops that you can pick from. If you hover over, it will tell you exactly what you are using. This is a blanket fort. If you click the arrow, you can continue to move through and see all of the different backdrops that are available. And you can preview. Again, just hold your mouse over it and it will show you what you have. That's it for backdrops. Let's take a look at some of the effects of the camera. Here are the effects of the camera. If I wanna add a filter, I have a lot of different filters that I can throw onto the camera. And again, just hover over. Maybe I want bricks. So if a student does not wanna be seen on screen, they can throw up some bricks and get themselves pixelated. There are a couple of different options for pixelation but they can also just change the filter like they would on say Instagram or some other social media site to make themselves look a little bit better or just to make it a little bit more fun for them. Next, let's look at the text. So if I click on text, I can, uh, I have a few different fonts that I can work with. I'll pick superhero. I can change the color of the font here. I can change the stroke so I can make it a little bit, uh, change the color of the stroke and I can also change the background color of the text. There's the text on the screen. I can easily double click and I can uh, edit the text if I want to. And then if I click outside of it, I can move the text around. I can mirror the text. I can trash the text. I can make it bigger or smaller. Just a simple way for you to work with text in your video. Let's look at the pen tool. So if I click on the pen tool, again, I can choose the color of the pen and I can change the thickness of the pen. And then I can just write anywhere on the screen that I want to draw. Maybe I wanna circle something specifically that I need to point out. Um, this is my ear and I'm all set. Up in the top right-hand corner, I can undo everything or I can just click the eraser and I can clear everything on my screen. There is a whiteboard to work with. So you can see I have a few different boards. I, if you Again, if you hover over, you can choose the board. If I choose graph, now the great thing is I have the graph on one side of my video and then I have my face on the other side. So I can go back over here, I can choose my pen tool and now I can draw right on the graph. So maybe I'm drawing an arrow for the students and we're demonstrating a math problem or I want to write a word or a science problem. Whatever I need to do, I now have this option uh, of a board that I can record a video for. The other great thing about the board is at underneath the board, I can choose how much of the screen I wanna split and how much of the board I want to show. So all I have to do is change this slider and it will show exactly how much of the board that people are going to see. And if again, if I hover over, it'll tell me the names and there are plenty of different boards that you can choose from by choosing the arrow. Another cool tool are the stickers. So I have all these stickers in here. I can certainly search for a sticker that I want but there are smileys, emojis, expressions, people, accessories, music, reactions, and ASL stickers. And if I have a sticker, I just double click on it and it adds the sticker onto my video. I can resize, I can mirror, and I can trash it. I can add a GIF, same thing. There are stickers that I can add um, or I can add GIFs. I just double click and then it will walk or do whatever it's supposed to be doing. And again, I can mirror, I can make it bigger or smaller or I can trash it. After stickers and GIFs are my photos. So I click on photo and I can just drag and drop a photo that I might have somewhere on my computer. And finally, I can add a frame. So if I want to put on Lunar New Year, I can do that. I can um, add this one. I All I have to do is hover over the Happy New Year. Maybe I just want something with my story. And then I have a cute little filter for uh, my video. Let's just add a video to this topic. We have a little countdown of the video. Welcome to my video for podcast feedback. Please give me your feedback on the newsletter, the podcast, or the YouTube video. Any comments, suggestions, critiques that you might have would be greatly appreciated. I could pause the video, so I have that. I can retake the video over here in the bottom left-hand corner. If my video is all done, 
It ran for about 14 seconds. I'm all set. I can also up in the top right-hand corner add a sticky note if I wanna make any notes specifically on this video. I'm ready to go. I'm just gonna click next. Welcome to my video for podcast feedback. So it plays the video, lets you see it. Um, I can go ahead and add more if I want. If I click add more, I can record my screen, import a video, or I can record another clip after this. Underneath that is where I can add my music. So if I click on add music, you can see I have chill music, fun, energetic, inspiring, sentimental, or cinematic. I'm kind of a cinematic type of guy. I can preview by clicking on the preview button. I'm going to pick the afterwards music. I click on the little plus. Welcome to my video for podcast. It gives me another preview of my video and I'm all set. If I'm ready to go, again, up in the top right corner, I have notes, but I also have the download button. So now I don't have to post this specifically on Flipgrid if I don't want to. I can download the video and share this somewhere else. But if I wanna share it on Flipgrid, I click on the next button. It confirms my video. I can edit my cover so I can select a frame. I can take a selfie or I can upload a photo that I already have. I'm just gonna leave it as is, good enough. And I'm going to click submit. It'll take a minute to upload my video. Again, leave the window open until it's completed its upload and then you're ready to go. Here is the completed project podcast feedback. Please give me your feedback on the podcast. I'm, I'm all set. I'm just going to save my changes and this is it. So when students come into this class and they use the join code, they can provide a feedback response to the video that I have left. Now that the topic has been created, if you would like to join the topic and provide your feedback, here is a QR code. Otherwise, the link flipgrid.com slash 82EDBD75 you can provide me a minute and a half video feedback in Flipgrid uh, of your thoughts on the podcast, the YouTube video, or the newsletter itself. Flipgrid is an amazing tool, and there are so many ways to use it in your classroom with your students, with your families, with your friends. Um, it's, it's just it's an unending assortment of ways that you can incorporate Flipgrid into your life, right? It's not just a standalone platform for your classroom. But again, they consider themselves a social learning platform. And so as you create your videos, download them, use them anywhere that you want. It's just a really fun, unique, dynamic platform to use in your classrooms with your students. So check out Flipgrid, get used to it, create a group or a class, create a topic or a discussion point uh, and start playing around with the camera. That's it for this episode of the Ed Newsstand podcast. I really appreciate you listening to the podcast or watching the video version on YouTube because I know your time is valuable. Please check out the resources on Flipgrid to create a class, create a topic, or just start playing around with the camera feature. If you want to try it out with me, please feel free to scan the QR code or join the topic by the link and provide a 90-second response to my podcast topic. A huge thank you to Derek Anderson from at Weapon of Math Destruction in TikTok Tech for his great video on turning a simple word problem into an enjoyable Mad Lib word problem to get students invested in the outcome. In Tech Refresh, Austin Armstrong from at Socialty Pro demonstrated a website to compress media for your website or presentations for faster loading. For more EdTech resources, you can follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Reynolds Troy and on Instagram and TikTok at Ed Newsstand. If you're listening on any podcast platform and would like to hear more, Please like and subscribe to receive updates and have any new episode automatically downloaded for you. You can also revisit my previous episodes on any major podcasting platform like Spotify, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Google Podcasts. You can also check out the video version of my podcast over on my YouTube channel, 
and check out any of the other video resources I have available. If you'd like to download my app to have my podcast and newsletters right on your smart device, please check it out at ednewstand.glideapp.io and save it to your home screen. If you don't want the app but would like to check out my resources, please visit my website at ednewstand.weebly.com. This is Troy Reynolds, and this is the Ed Newsstand Podcast, hoping you were able to take away at least one idea for your classroom. Please be safe. Until next time.